In our last episode, we discussed giving up for Lent our need for control. Now we will take that idea further, and we will close with a short exercise designed to help us find peace in our lives. Join with me as we discuss Lent, Give Up Your Expectations. Hi, Paul Shepard here, and welcome to the podcast. You know, some people think that having faith means believing a bunch of things that you know are impossible. But here at Rational Christianity, we take a rational approach to understanding the Christian faith. We combine history, science, the Bible, common sense, and an understanding of human nature to make Christianity make sense. Everyone is welcome here. I want to open with the opening paragraph from our last episode. Here it is, quote, This Lent, I am working around the two themes of temptation and giving up something for Lent. And by giving up something for Lent, I do not mean simple things that will make no real difference in our lives, like chocolate. I mean things that may allow us to find new life, important things that may help us connect with the peace of God in deep ways, important things that may help us understand the word resurrection in a new way this year. In our society, we often feel that our lives would be better if we had more, like wanting more money or more time. But in truth, for most of us, what will make our lives better is not usually having more. For most of us, the thing that would make our lives better is to have less, but less of the right things. Less of the things that weigh us down. Things like negativity, resentment, anger, being judgmental, feelings of superiority, feelings of inferiority, or perhaps something else that is causing you pain. Giving up something for Lent actually makes good sense. I still like that opening. In our last episode, it led into a discussion about giving up for Lent our need for control. And now I want to discuss giving up for Lent our expectations. Are you confused by the word expectation? If so, then good for you. Because our society uses the word differently in different situations without hesitation. For example, many people view expectations as the root of all unhappiness. Shakespeare famously said, Expectation is the root of all heartache. One Alcoholics Anonymous document refers to expectations as premeditated resentments. The Sufi poet Rumi said, Whenever we manage to love without expectations, calculations, negotiations, we are indeed in heaven. From that I take that if we add expectations to love, it takes us from heaven to some other place. And there is certainly a lot of truth in the fact that if you have no expectations in life, you will never be disappointed. On the other hand, many people believe that expectations motivate people to challenge themselves and to grow. You cannot go a day without seeing a bumper sticker that proclaims some version of expect the unexpected, believe in the unbelievable, and achieve the unachievable. Or the very classic, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll be among the stars. So, are expectations good or bad? I've certainly met many youth for whom expectations caused them to strive to become better people, to create a better world. And I have certainly met many people, often older people, for whom expectations just made them crotchety. Is it really just the case that young people have great expectations and actual life beats that out of us as we age? 
forcing us to either give up our expectations or become bitter. Surely there's more to it than that. Perhaps we don't even know what we should expect from our expectations. What are your expectations of your expectations? And once you figure that out, what are your expectations of your expectations of your expectations? Perhaps at this point you think that I should just give up speaking for Lent. But in truth, we should grapple with our expectations as part of our Christian faith. Faith is about how we live our lives, so expectations are an important part of that. And trust me, Christians do not all share the same expectations, not even about our faith. And you know, most of these different expectations actually come from the Bible. And to see this, we do not even need to read both the Old and the New Testaments. We do not need to read all four Gospels. We only need to read the epistles written by St. Paul and to pay attention to how St. Paul's thinking changed over his own lifetime. Take 1 Thessalonians, for example, which was the first book to be written down in the New Testament. St. Paul states flatly that we are waiting for the return of Christ to take us to a heavenly place in bodily form. From chapter 4, beginning verse 16, quote, For the Lord, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. End quote. This was not written as metaphor, by the way. This is classic Jewish apocalypticism. The text describes what is called the parousia, where the faithful are bodily sucked up into heaven. This story is about the expectation of a physical lifeboat rescue, where human bodies will be sucked up into the clouds by Jesus and taken to a physical heaven. Later on in his ministry, after St. Paul's thinking had changed a bit, he wrote 1 Corinthians. And in chapter 15, starting at verse 50, it says, quote, What I am saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. We will not all die, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. End quote. This story is about the expectation of what we might call a spiritual resurrection, where we will change, perhaps our bodies will die, but our spirits will live on. Quote, at the last trumpet, which is sometime in the future, our spirits will be rescued and taken to heaven. It's like the parousia, except that we become spiritual beings. And this is what Christians call the rapture, and many Christians expect that event to happen very soon as they have done for the last 2,000 years. Later on in his ministry, St. Paul's thinking changed again. In Galatians, for example, chapter 2, starting in verse 19, it says, quote, For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, end quote. This story is about the expectation of living a spiritual life, perhaps in the future, or maybe perhaps right now. The expectations are a little bit unclear, actually, and the words are convoluted. 
I think because St. Paul was thinking and his thinking was evolving and he was actually struggling for new words. Later in his ministry, St. Paul wrote Romans. In chapter 6, starting in verse 3, it says, quote, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. For whoever has died is freed from sin. End quote. This story is about the expectation of living as Christ, ourselves, today. The expectation is no longer about the future at all, or any concept of parousia, or heaven, or rapture. The only expectation is about living today with the understanding that Christ is present with us, in us, and through us. And I shared these four stories because they, in part, explain why there are different Christian messages from different churches and different preachers. If your faith is driven by a future expectation of going to heaven, well, good for you, because that expectation is biblical. And if your faith is driven by the idea that we live in the present tense, and that the whole point of faith is to experience the peace and the presence of God right now, not in some future, well, good for you too, because that expectation is also biblical. Jesus had a few things to say about expectations himself, particularly about expectations around finding peace, meaning inner peace, the peace of God which passes all understanding. Jesus said, I come that you might find peace, and find it abundantly. And from the Gospel of John, as I say at every funeral I conduct, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. And in a moment I will demonstrate an exercise for finding inner peace that is almost a literal take on that passage. The exercise also involves our expectations. But first, there's one more thing I want to say about expectations, because we often think that our expectations are better than reality. Advertising certainly plays on that, and with some success. I mean, as a simple example, picture a commercial for a new car. The advertisement shows a person driving the car down a beautiful mountain road. In the sunshine, there's no other traffic in sight. But you know yourself, you could buy that car, but your experience of driving it might involve bumper-to-bumper traffic and lousy weather. Reality often cannot match our expectations. But sometimes, reality is actually better than our expectations, and we often miss that because we are too busy to notice. But in either case, giving up our expectations is a good way to find inner peace. And now I want to share with you one method to find peace in our lives. And yes, we will have to get rid of our expectations as part of the exercise, so it does fit the theme here. There are many ways to tell this story, but here's one way. So for the opening, I just want you to imagine that you've come to me and you say you want to come home to yourself, whatever that means for you. Perhaps you're looking for peace perhaps joy, perhaps liberation. Perhaps you are looking for a happiness that does not fade. And imagine that I am seated inside a small cabin and you're outside the cabin. 
And I tell you, I know a short exercise that might help you find peace. And the exercise itself only takes a moment, but you have to come inside my cabin to do the exercise. But before you enter the cabin, I ask you to leave your mind behind. And by mind, I mean your ideas about life, what life is or what life should be or what it isn't, and the ideas you have about yourself. We live with many ideas about ourselves, and those ideas about ourselves change over time, so they're not fixed. So leave all of this before you come inside the cabin. This means, of course, leaving outside of the cabin all of your expectations. Leave behind any desires for the future, for yourself or for loved ones, and leave all projections outside. Once you're inside the cabin, the exercise will only take a moment, and you're free to pick up your mind and your projections and your assumptions later when you leave the cabin. And I promise you, nobody will steal your baggage while you're inside the cabin. Nobody wants it. It will all be waiting for you when you leave the cabin. So the invitation right now is, can we put down our minds just for a moment or two for this exercise? So when you feel ready, when you feel you've left your mind, come into the cabin and just close the door and have a seat. And the exercise is, well, I'm not going to give you any new ideas because there's nothing new here. And if you're surprised or maybe you're feeling, well, now what? There is no now what. It's just as it is. There's no next step. The key is you've come in without your mind. You are only here. Now let that sink in. You are only here. And what is it that is only here? Well, you are here. Your senses are here. Your power to perceive is here. Your ability to experience life is here. So experience being here as your own self, stripped away from expectations. Because now that you've come in, there are no projections here. There's no imagination. There's no judgment, no stories. You are only here. And what is it that simply is? This isness, for want of a better word, that is here. What is this isness? You did not create it. It was just here. As you reflect on this isness, are you making any big effort to be here? I hope not. I hope simply you are here. And as you experience this isness, reflect on whether or not this isness can go away. Can it fade? And this experience of being present, does it belong to a particular religion? Or you want to say, well, no, it's just for everybody. Other questions also might fade away. What day is it? What time is it? Do you even care about these questions? Being present in the moment, we don't need to worry about these other things. If you see mental images, just let them appear and disappear like clouds drifting by. Do not hold on to anything. Do not push anything away. And I invite you to remain in the cabin as long as you like. 
and whenever you choose to leave, feel free to pick up your own mind. Or, as you pack your gear to leave, feel free to leave unhelpful things on the ground. This Lent, give up your expectations, and you just might find peace. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Amen. Hi again, and thanks for joining in today. I'm Rev. Dr. Paul Shepard, a minister with the United Church of Canada, currently serving at Sydenham Heritage United Church in Bradford, Ontario. I'm also an environmental scientist with a PhD in physics. I am passionate about making Christianity make sense. Please subscribe to the channel and feel free to visit the church either in person or online. You may also enjoy my book, Evolving Christianity, which is about taking a scientific, rational approach to Christianity in order to fight racism and other social diseases. I hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next time.